what do I need to do to beef myself up and my skills up so that I can create a more safe space? Because and me being one of them, you know, I've dealt with my own itch, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is so prevalent, but we don't talk about it. We don't, we don't deal with it. Talk about and it. that's how I first got into sex therapy. Hey fam, welcome to the Black Girl Fit Files, a podcast dedicated to overall health, self-improvement, and creating the life you deserve to live. I'm Delijah, founder of Black Girls Pole, ice cream sandwich lover, and obsessive life giver. Join me and frequent guests, which include a roster of dope black women, as we talk about various topics from entrepreneurship to self-love and a little bit of everything in between. Turn up your volume, y'all, and let's get to it. All right. Hi, Yolanda. How are you today? I am wonderful. Yay. I'm, I'm so happy to be talking to you. And I am also excited that we have this chance to chat with each other. So funnily, I'll tell the backstory. Yolanda actually slid into my DM and we wanted to do wanted to do a live with each other just about, you know, the journey of pole and sexuality and how, how important pole has been on for both of us. So today is a little bit different. She's going to ask me questions and I'm going to ask you questions and we'll just kind of bounce off each other. No one really ever like interviews me on my podcast. So I'm here for, I'm I'm told I can talk about pole dancing and sex all day long. So, (laughs) so Yolanda is a clinical counselor and a sex therapist. And I just have to ask, because this is the question that I ask every woman that comes on my show is how did you become the woman that you are today? I'm so excited to hear this. Oh, that's a loaded question. Like, what the hell? Okay, I'm not the that I am today. It's been an interesting journey. It's been a lot of twists and turns. I've always wanted to help people. Like, you know, that, that generic, like, I just want to help people. Right. But what it required was for me to learn how to begin to help myself. Like, what does that look like? You know, and this whole idea of helping people become more self-aware and all of that from your sexuality to your spirituality required me to first do the same. So it's been a journey of me learning me what I like, what I don't like. And by doing that, by proxy, I'm able to help other people do the same. And that includes Paul, you know, me really getting in touch with my femininity and sexuality. That's how I got to Paul. So it's been been interesting. So you just said one day, like, I want to be a sex therapist. No, (laughs) ma'am. Because was uh, sex therapist is not an old it's it's fairly new yes to, yes to literally to clinically call yourself a sex therapist is like the past what like 25 years yeah something like that okay. well, it's funny because since five years old I wanted to be a pediatric I wanted to be a pediatrician I wanted to be a cardiac pediatrician I wanted okay. to help little babies with their heart like that's what I wanted to do so I did that like I was a super nerd I had like a skeleton on my door I was reading medical books I was a super nerd with a cake but then <laughs> I did that for years and then I got to college I was a pre-med bio and English double major and then my school was like you just average like why are you even trying to do this you know like I had one of my professors pull me to the side and was like what are you doing you know, so racism is what right, I right. I dealt with, and I allowed it to shift me. 
You know, I was like, well, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Wow. And so I switched to philosophy. And my brother's like, what the hell are you going to do for the philosophy major? I'm like, right, oh, right, right. <laughs> the voice of reason. <laughs> exactly. So then I was like, okay, I took a couple of psychology classes because I was just interested. And they were, they were pretty easy. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. So I switched to psych. And then I also did criminal justice because a lot of the classes overlapped. Right. So that's how I got into psych and criminal justice. I actually wanted to be a teacher. And I was like, ooh, teaching. Ooh, like, hmm. I don't think I'm going to last long. I'll probably lose my job because this ain't going to work. These kids. <laughs> these kids. <laughs> yes. But I became a guidance counselor for high school, which was fun. Okay. I did that. And then I went into private practice after eight years because CPS fired everybody or laid everybody off. And so I found, yeah, I found myself out here with no job. Um, with three kids and it's like ooh, okay so what this what we're gonna make this do but universe has an interesting way of pushing you towards what you want but what you might fear most Mm -hmm. you know you I know you know that journey right Mm -hmm. and so I was like okay I always wanted my own practice and so life would happen I found a practice that was not very melanated they was looking for some melanated people and that's how I got my introduction to counseling while I was a private practice counselor, 98% had dealt with some form of sexual abuse. Got it. 98%. 98%. Men and women. Wow. And young had dealt with some form of sexual abuse. And that's how I got into sex therapy. Because I'm like, what do I need to do to beef myself up and my skills up so that I can create a more safe space because and me being one of them, you know, I've dealt with my own itch, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is so prevalent, but we don't talk about it. We don't, we don't deal with it. Talk about and it. that's how I first got into sex therapy. Wow. Okay. Yes. Okay. So can you say what, like, what would be, because I know that, you know, sexual abuse happens, but what, what would you say is your like go-to or how do you how do you start to help and heal your patients well first thing they have to be comfortable enough even to tell you that it happened right Right. that's that's like the that's the part that's the ticker right there is like so many people are holding on to this secret because they feel like it's their fault it's their there's so many things that Mm -hmm. yeah so kudos to just stepping in the door and, and saying it Yes, wow. exactly. And what I've noticed is that even as therapists, there's so much judgment, right? Like even if we don't think we judgy, you know, right. there's been so much judgment. So what I've been able and I've been gifted with and I'm grateful for it is being able to create a space where people know they won't be judged, you know? Okay. And it don't always happen quickly. Sometimes it takes six months or whatever for people finally be like, you know what? I've been holding on to this. I, I trust you. I feel safe with you. This has happened. And we go from there. Got it. Wow. Wow. So would you, would you say that, you know, once the, the trauma is there or, or have you seen an experience that people have a really hard time being able to connect to their own bodies because they feel they may have feel like someone else had a piece of that? Like, do you, how do you, what happens there? Yes. (laughs) Oftentimes it's like, is typically, this is typical, but not always, is either hypo or hyper mm. right? It's like either it's like, oh, don't touch me. I don't feel safe in my body, so I don't want anyone else to touch it. Or let's get it cracked, you know, because I've been conditioned 
to use my body as a tool. So that's when I feel like I have some form of works is when my body is being utilized in this way. Because when I was, I was special, quote unquote, right? Like that might've been a message I was got. Oh, you so special, let me do this to you. Right. And so we make that connection. Or it could be others who, like I said, they just feel so unsafe and they probably blame their body. They might start to abuse their body with all types of things, food and whatever else. And they've become disconnected from it. So that's usually the two poles, you know, either right. under sex or over sex. Got you. Wow. So here you are, sex therapist, mm-hmm. and you decided to try pole dancing. Mm-hmm. Yes. How, what 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 prompted this? <laughs> so it's a couple of different things um, with this because I've experienced my own sexual trauma. And mm-hmm. so what that looked like for me was I used to tell people I, I pimped my body. Like I, I pimped my sexuality. I'll say that because I wasn't hypersexual, but I was a really big tease, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going I'm to wear the titty tops and I'm going to do all this and I'm going to be same, cute. Same, That was me. You know? College high school, yes. That part. It's like, I want to be desired because that's when I felt most worthy. Right, right. Right? But then it became a, this isn't fun. It was another way of being disconnected from the body. Mm. And as I got older, because I've had three kids and everything else, as I've gotten older, I've always had this weird relationship with my body where it was like this love-hate situation. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I've, I've had the eating disorders and all of that. That can be something we can talk about a little bit too. But so I wanted to love my body. I wanted to appreciate her. I wanted to be like, girl, you look at you climbing that motherfucker. <laughs> like, you right, know, right, you're... right. And I actually started with twerk classes. That's how I started because the... yes, <laughs> they didn't have pole at that class. I'm like, well, I'm just going to start doing this. And they had the little routines and that was cool. But I also lift weights. So I wanted something that was going to challenge me that also was going to allow me to, it's like that blend of quote unquote, the masculinity with the strength, but the femininity okay. with the, with the movement. Right. And okay. so I'm like, well, let me try it. Let me just try it out. And I I've been it. doing it for a year and a half. I love it because I think that like once women have had kids and they get into this rhythm and we get older, we are afraid or we're like, ah, oh, that's not for me. But I, I love that your spirit like took you to that. Because I, I wish it would happen to, to more to more women and, and especially more women of color. Cause yes. there we still hold the stigma um that pole dancing is this or that. And you you know all the things. But exactly. I want to go back to what you said about feeling that like being the tease and then being like, this this shit just ain't it. Because that was that was me. And 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 mostly college because mm-hmm. high school, I went to like an all-white school. And, you know, I wasn't like seen, you know, and then in college, it was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, he's black. Oh, he's cute. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, my God. What am I? Okay. I just I was like, I have a roster that I want to run through. And yes, mm-hmm. all of you. Hello. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it did by the end of college. I was like, what the hell? what was this all for? And like, why? And now I look at my titties. I'm like, oh, these things are so big and they're just in my way and this and that. But you know, right. You got to tuck them and move them and then shift them to the side. And one nipple is facing down and one is up. And you're just like, what is happening with my titties right now? But it's, oh my God, yes. but it's true that pole 
dancing helped me reclaim my body for myself. Yes. And it was when I felt sexy because I felt because I actually would look at myself and say, wow, you're sexy. It wasn't someone else feeding my ego and telling me that I look good or feeding my ego and telling me that I had nice titties or, you know, so mm. I, 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 I love that you did it, but I, I also can attest to that, that like, is the first time that I saw myself. Yes. And even, you know, being in the dance world, and I've talked about this before on, on the podcast of, you know, being a commercial dancer and being in that space and always having, cause I moved to New York city right after college. Mm-hmm. And I was auditioning and, you know, go, doing that and t- taking 10 classes a day at Broadway Dance Center and auditioning for this person. And, oh, my God, you have to be here and you have to do this. And this person's looking for long hair. So I would run out and go get a weave. And then it's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, so I did all those things. And it was like, I'm dancing because I love dancing, but I'm still mm-hmm. trying to, like, impress people that will never look at me or impress mm-hmm. people that have want nothing to do with me. And like, so even being in that dance field still felt like Mm -hmm. my body wasn't mine and I had to change things and I had to lose weight to, to be in this show. And I had to do this because this dancer is looking for someone that's five, five and you're only five, one. And, Mm -hmm. and pole was really like, you could be whatever the hell you want to be. That part could be whatever size you want to be. You Mm -hmm. can look how you want to look. We don't care that one titty is facing up and one is down. Like we don't care. And and that's when it's I truly started to find myself and exude my sexuality for me. Mm, That part for you. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. So sex is like so it's still taboo. Mm -hmm. It's still like this this hush hush secret when it's like all of us were here, all of us got here because of this. So we shouldn't about it. And but do you do you find that there's like a shift now? with women and even women of color, and I actually have two questions that we're starting to open up more about our sexuality and, and we're starting to, you know, say, I'm okay being sexy. I feel sexy. I look this way. I, I love my body. I can masturbate. I don't want to be monogamous, but I might like this person and might do this. Do you find that there is a shift going on? I find that there's more conversation happening about it, which alludes to a shift, right? It alludes to a shift, which is funny because I don't know if you knew that I'm a kink conscious sex therapist, meaning I didn't went to the places, the dungeons and all of the things or whatever. Okay. Oh, I can't. Oh, we need to. Okay. 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 And one of the reasons, so when I became a sex therapist, right now I'm getting my doctorate in clinical sexology. But Come on now, doctorate. Black folks. Okay? Come on. Oh, and the reason why is because we don't talk about it. I mean, I, we know some kinky Black folks out here. We know they kinky as hell, but they don't want to talk about it. There's been no safe space, and we haven't been provided with the safe space. I mean, there's so much distortion when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to Black men and women for various reasons, going back to slavery and all that BS. And so when I studied it, I went to San Francisco, went to the dungeons or whatever else. I'm like, it's real vanilla here. Like it ain't none of us here, you know? And so I wanted to create a safe space for us to just simply begin to have the conversation where there is no judgment, where people can embrace themselves in totality. And so what I'm noticing is that there's more 
willingness to have the conversation, but I feel like people are still kind of like, mm, what if they judge me? What if they gonna say something? What happens? People are still afraid to be themselves out loud. Mm. Especially yeah. black women. Especially black women. Yeah. yeah. And I, do you think that, do you think that some of it, some of it is the trauma and do you think that some of it is like, I'm so tired of being hypersexualized by, mm. by white people. Mm-hmm. By white people funnel through, you already right. know where I'm going with this, white people funnel through the media, right? And yeah, I think we are tired of it. And it's, it is difficult to snatch your sexual autonomy back when mm-hmm. everyone is trying to tell you what it is. Yes, yes. It's hard because everyone has told us for so long what we are sexually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm actually, maybe I'm not like that. Maybe I, I don't want you to slap your dick across my forehead. Maybe I just want you to cuddle with me. And, <laughs> and, you know, it's like, I actually don't hypersexualize me. I'm not this. I don't want you. I don't want to whip you. I don't want to role play. Like, maybe it's not that. And then maybe it is. But you're not actually, like, social media and the world is not giving Black women the, the space to let us figure it out. Exactly. Exactly. I put a post up on Instagram a while ago talking about asexuality. Maybe I won't do none of that shit, period. <coughs> Maybe I don't like that. Or pussy. Right. Or any of it. Like, Maybe I don't like any of it. Any of it. Okay? It grosses me out. Please don't. That's, that is true. That's so, so true. And, oh, God. Yeah, it's so true. But, but so creating this space for us it's so it's so needed and i i love being able to have women on the show black women women of color that are all about like creating a space for us and and so like do you would you would you ever like do like a like sexuality like retreat oh yeah definitely it's so funny you mentioned that like i have a friend she's like where we gonna do this where we going i'm like girl hold on slow down <laughs> She ready. Oh, she ready, ready. Oh. I'm like, yes. And I wanted to run the gamut. Like for people who just want to have intellectual conversations because that gets them off. To people who want to do all of the things. You know what I mean? I wanted to run the whole spectrum of what it means to own your sexuality, whatever mm. it is. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. I, I love it. I love it. So I love. first of all, I love that your business is called Heal on Purpose because it's not that it's not something that people go out of their way to do. Um, it's it's not something that people take the time to do and they're not intentional in making an effort on doing that. Can you, how did you come up with this name? Oh, well, it's so funny because I've gone through a couple of different names. Uh, first it was Solid as a Rock was off of my married name, which I don't use no more. So that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> So I, switched, <laughs> so I switched to, so I have two, it's mind your mental and it's heal on purpose. And it's for heal on purpose is exactly for why you said it, because we're not intentional. Like people go out here, it's like, I have all the crystals and the tarot cards and everything else, but it's like, are you intentionally utilizing these tools to actually help you do the shit you need to do to align with the life you want? It's like, people are playing at, at spirituality or playing at healing, yeah. playing at Oh my God. So, so much. And so much on social media. 
sometimes it, it like it sends me it like sends me when this is gonna be so mean this sounds so mean I'm just speaking my truth it like sends me through a wall when people record themselves like crying and having like oh. and it's like you had to set up the camera to cry <laughs> so are you intentional about the crying or are you intentional about the camera setting up and making sure that it's at the right angle? It, it like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it always gets so much traffic. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. always gets so much traffic. And then it's like, why though? Like, are, are we as the audience, are we attracted to the spectacle? I don't know. What you is know? It, what are, why are we attracted to watching someone? Right. You think, I mean, if you think about all of the shit that's popular now, real housewives of the A, B, C, D, F, and G, you know, <laughs> we like drama, we like toxicity because it's inter quote unquote taining because it distracts from my own BS. Right. Right. That is very, you know, true. that's so, so true. That's so true. So, so do you find that it's hard to actually really get people to, to heal on purpose? Oh yeah. It's hard as hell, especially when we're dealing with our people. And I'm going to be real, real raw here. There's been many times I'm like, you know what? I love my black people. However, the money is like, you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> they're white folks are going quick. Like, okay. I'm like, no, let me focus. Focus on my people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's hard, but it's so rewarding because I have this collective called the Healing Purpose Collective. And it's about 20 Black women working together to collectively heal. And it gets real raw. Like it gets really raw. And I'm so grateful that the people who were ready, they said yes to themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And I have to get out of my ego and be like, you know what, you know, it ain't about you and the numbers and this, that, and the other. You are here to show up. And those who are ready to do the work will also show up. So just keep being visible. And it's not easy. It's, it's not, not easy. easy. It's not yeah. easy. And it's it's not, and it's it's so heavy when you carry, when you carry it and you don't want to like let it go. Mm-hmm. So heavy to carry it. And I, I think that we, you know, I even like even like looking at our our parents and like sometimes my mom, I'm like, you would I feel like if you just said like three sentences. Cause I can see it in you and I can see that, you know, it's still unmarked territory that we don't talk about, but I'm, I'm the person that's like, mom, let's actually talk about this. Like, mm. let's, let's, let's talk about these things. And I remember my parents, I'm, I'm like spilling my family's tea, but I remember my mom and my aunt, they mm-hmm. <laughs> were so beside themselves. Cause they were like cleaning out, you know, the closet and it had, mm-hmm marriage certificates from my grandparents and like all that stuff and they were looking through it and my aunt was like wait a second this says mama and daddy got married and so and so and so and so and she goes well I was born before that and then my mom like looked at it and was like oh well shit well this was before I was like I was born before they got married too Mm -hmm. and it's just like why didn't they, why was it so tough? Why didn't they tell you guys? Why are you just now seeing this mm. and holding on to this, thinking that your parents were this perfect, you know, this, mm. and, and they, never talked, they never talked about that. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know if my grandmother was ashamed that she had babies before she got married. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. And it's just like the generation, 
it keeps going. But I feel like our gener, I feel like some of us are starting to be like, mom, it's all right. Maybe they was just, maybe they was just out here living their best lives. Exactly. Cause they mm-hmm. probably were. Mm-hmm. So like, why are we holding on to this? <laughs> why are y'all mm-hmm. so beside yourself that grandma and grandpa were not married when they had you? I'm not right. married. I had a baby and my mom still be acting like she mad at me. I'm like, girl, get over it. He's here. Right. Will we get married tomorrow? Probably not. Maybe next year. I don't know. Some days I'm like, yes. Some days I'm like, hell no. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. The, Ooh, the, I did it right and got married and had the kids. That shit still didn't work out. So I'm like, <laughs> 10 and years ago, and I was like, you know, this ain't working for me. This, this ain't it. Wow. So do you have, I know you wanted to ask me some things and we can mm-hmm. just give, give mm-hmm. me the things. So. <laughs> Okay, so you said that, let's go back to where, where we were talking about the, the, the teasing and everything else. And the, so how did your shift happen? Like, what did that look like? When you said, you know what, this shit is old, I'm tired, I don't want to do this anymore. How did that look in real life? I realized that, like, being a tease wasn't getting me a, like, solid relationship. Mm. I had a lot of like fuck boys because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I probably was a fuck girl. I can't place the blame on them if I was after yeah. the same shit that they were after. Um, and then, yeah, moving to New York got me out of that mm. the, the college bubble to mm-hmm. be able to see that the world is different. And, you know, I'm from I'm from Ohio. I went to mm-hmm. Ohio State which was a shock for me. And then moving to New York City, New York City, New York City was a a bigger shock to me. (laughs) And and then finding people, I had my like core friends in in college and stuff who I'm still really close to, but then finding another family and them like speaking to me and saying like, you're so easy to love. Like you're so, Mm -hmm. you're so valuable. Like, oh my God, you're such a great. And I would be like, oh my God, like, shut up. Like, stop saying this because it was hard for me because I didn't, besides my parents, but I didn't have, and it would be male friends too. Mm -hmm. So I really started having genuine bonds with like men Mm -hmm. who cared about me and saw me more than being a fuck girl. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think that that was a a shift for me. And we had some, you know, some real conversations and I, and thankfully I was able to have those conversations at like 23, 24, when I know a lot of people don't even have them until they're, they might not ever have them where they can actually have people like pour into them. So I'm grateful that I was able to find friends to switch my mindset of how I, how I viewed myself. And then Mm -hmm pole dancing was the other thing that really helped me be able to say you are sexy because Mm -hmm. you are sexy because you see the sexiness you're not trying I've never I think I've maybe pole danced for my partner twice Mm -hmm. like to give you a show because it's 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 mine exactly I don't want to you know Mm-hmm. And now it's, 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 it's not, it's not exciting anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not exciting anymore to him. It's not exciting mm-hmm. anymore to me, but, but yeah, I really started pulling for me. Mm. Um, yeah. I love that. So one other question, cause I know for me, as I relate to my body, as it's age matured kids, all of that, it's been a, 
it's been interesting. So how has your relationship with your body shifted through these oh, different milestones? God. I love my body in the heart of pole dancing and in the, you know, I felt so strong when I was competing and traveling and all of that stuff. I, I love my body, but then there would always be like, oh, like your belly is a little to this or like whatever. <laughs> then getting pregnant was really the first time that I actually liked my stomach. Mm, I the love first that. time that I ever like really, really like, like embraced my stomach. And then afterwards, it has been a hell of a roller coaster after having a baby and trying to get back into pole dancing and see, like, I remember my friend, my best friend, she was like, oh, you have mom hips now. And I was like, <laughs> and now all I see is like mom hips. But um, it's been hard. And there's, it's been a lot of me trying to be patient with myself um, mm -hmm. because, you know, 37 doesn't look like 27 for my body. Mm -hmm. And accepting that and also knowing that there's a season for everything. My season when I was a beast mode pole dancer and like killing it and traveling and doing all that stuff, that's not my season right now. And I'm okay with that because I know that my season is being a mother to this little boy. And when he tells me that I, my belly is squishy, I'm just like, you're right. You are right. It is squishy. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. So it's been hard though. It's been hard. It's been hard. Whew. Yes. And so then I'll, I'll, I'll return it back to you after this one. So being a business woman mm -hmm. in partnership with a kid, you know, woman of color, be a BIPOC, how has that been as someone who's also newish in the business since, you know, been doing this by myself for about three years now, how has that journey? Oh my God, I'm so damn tired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Oh my God. <laughs> Yes, ma'am. Like, can I go to Walmart and get a job? I agree, people. Because no, like, no, no. Last Christmas, mm -hmm. I literally did the little scantron on the door at Target to be like, apply here. Because I was like, I was ready to say fuck. It. I was last Christmas. I was ready to say fuck it all. Yes. And just work at Target. I was. I. I legit scanned the thing and was looking through the the application I was like damn y'all have a lot of questions can I just have I just want to work it I gotta answer and then I was like I was thrown off because I'm like this is a lot this is detailed I might as well just go back home and, and work like my, on my own business like oh my no God. but I I bet ass mm -hmm. I have my phone and scan that thing yeah it's hard mm -hmm. and there's no such thing as balance mm -hmm. it doesn't exist I hate that fucking word balance is a bunch of bullshit <laughs> because some days I'm a really I give a hundred percent to being a mom mm -hmm. and I give five percent to owning a business mm -hmm. some days I'm a shitty mom and he watches like 17 episodes of Coco Melon so that I can finish these emails but um I have learned how to set up strong boundaries mm. boundaries are so important so like I don't even look at emails Saturday, Sunday, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. I just won't do it because that's my family time. Yes. And I won't, you know, there's, there's just certain things that I know that I have to, to do um, for my mental and for myself to be able to 
still be somewhat sane. Although mm-hmm. last week I, I actually, I was like, I think I'm on the verge of like a mental breakdown because, oh my God. And I think that it was being sick mm-hmm. and then being sick again mm-hmm. and being just exhausted and knowing that this year was going to be a tough year because I'm still trying to make up from like COVID. So canc- mm-hmm. canceled retreats, you know, making up for all of that. So I knew that this year, every month I'm traveling somewhere. Mm. I knew that was going to happen, but my body, 37 Delijah is different from 27 Delijah. Yes. I had to be more realistic with what I can actually do. Mm. <laughs> that part. That part. And I'm glad you said that you don't, that balance doesn't exist because that used to irritate the hell out of me. Like you can be intentional, right? Like I'm going to intentionally focus on my baby today. Yes. Everything else. It balance, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that is, that's the part, like being for real, for real intentional and saying like, when we're at the park, we're at the park, leave yes. your phone in the car mm-hmm. and leave it front of the car. And I saw something the other day that it was like, when you're taking a shit, just take a shit. Don't bring your phone. Like, don't do this. Don't clip your nails. Don't like, just take the shit. When you're eating your food, just eat your food. Don't turn on the TV. And it was like, that because mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, I can answer this email when I'm going to take a shit. Why? Why? Exactly. So being more in, yes, being intentional mm. about the things and and knowing that less is more for me. <laughs> mm, that part. But but the less is more now because I've worked so hard for so long that I was finally I'm I built a team for black Mm -hmm. people so that and delegating and delegating and being okay with it because I know a lot of people will be like oh I have an assistant but I like check all of her work and I do all of this and it's like so why do I trust her fully yes Um, and she's like hey I left this email in the draft if you want to take a look at it I'm like no just 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 let it you know and I think that that's a Good really my my thing is it doesn't have to be perfect, it has to be done. That part. That part. It's, it's never gonna be perfect with me. <laughs> it's never, never going to be perfect Ooh. with me. How refreshing though to get okay. to that point. I've always been like that though. Oh, so that's beautiful. I, I was a very I was a very average student. I was a very like C, sometimes B student, because I just didn't care. I care about the things that I care about, and school was not one. So yeah, I was never, even with like my poll routines and like competitions, I'd be like, well, I don't have the ending for this, but. Mm. We don't make it do what it do. <laughs> make it do, what it do. Yeah. So I, I think I've always just had that, like, as long as it gets done, mm. don't, don't check the work, <laughs> just check the answer. <laughs> I love that. That is so freeing. I, I'm learning <laughs> to become that because I was such a. I'm a, I won't even say I'm a recovering control freak because I still got issues, but I'm working, I'm working on it. Got it. I'm working on it. Yes, yes. Oh man, this is wonderful. I love this. So motherhood. Let's get to it. (laughs) Man. Children are freaking crazy. (laughs) Like people, only mothers shake their head yes when I say this, because other people are like, how would you call your child crazy? I'm like, because they're insane. And they could be little assholes. Oh my God. 
<laughs> oh my god it's cool <laughs> it's cool being a mom is pretty cool I feel like I've joined the cool like the cool club uh-huh. um, and I again doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be you know mm-hmm. yeah um yeah <laughs> that's hilarious but I never I people were like did you cry when you gave birth I was like no I was looking at him like oh I gotta take you home we gotta we gotta figure this oh okay mm-hmm. all right we we had a baby and now we okay got it cool now I I can like tear up though at like the things that he does now he's so 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 affectionate and he's he really like I'm like is your love language physical touch at this young age Mm -hmm. um because he really is like such a cuddler Mm -hmm. like when I change his diaper he gets up and gives me a hug and it'll be like a two-minute hug and I'm like all right we're just we're sitting here cool (laughs) we're here so that has been helpful for me to be able to embrace that about him Mm -hmm. and also just know that he's not a a mini me Mm -hmm. and he's not a mini Willie he's not a mini like mom or dad he's his Mm -hmm. himself yeah yeah and it's funny you say with the um effects I have three girls my oldest is 14 oh three girls yes oldest just turned 14 I have twins who are 11 oh my god god bless you thanks (laughs) thanks <laughs> oh my god thank you has the oldest time her period yet oh yes ma'am oh mm-hmm. yes ma'am and you know when they say you sync up i'm like oh so we both gonna be bitchy at the same time awesome oh. and you know the 11 year olds ain't far behind i'm like damn yeah. it okay but mm. when you talk about the, the affectionate thing it's so interesting because i am not okay am not. everyone in my house is i'm like you're so funny jesus like what the hell is right this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Right. It's 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 forced, <laughs> not forced, but it's allowed me to stretch and to be more affectionate and loving. Like at first, it was like they have to ask for hugs. I'm like, oh, shit. oh hugs. Wow. Like I just don't like it, and it made and that was another thing that made me start to look at my own issue. Like, is that true? Right. Like, what is that? Wow. You know. But now it's like I will offer a hug. It's like, oh, mommy's giving us a hug. I'm like, oh, damn. You know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. It's, yeah, kids can kids. I think that kids can make you check yourself to check some something. Like I, there was something that I saw that was like the thing that your child does that like drives you crazy was the thing that you missed as a child. Mm. It was like the thing that the, it was the disconnect for you, mm-hmm. like when you were growing up. So there's a lot of things that it's like sometimes I'll say something to him and I'm like, God, that sounds like a black ass mother. And then mm. other times I'll be like. But that's there's like trauma in that. Like if I keep saying this to you, it's not going to, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. it's made me work. Mm-hmm. Motherhood makes you work to heal yes. your child, you as a child, so that you don't pass it on to them. Yes, for sure. Yes. Being oh a good God. parent is a lot of work. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard and my mom is like you're so patient with him because he is just he is and now he's in the mama what's that mama Mm. why mama what's this what's that and I'm like boy you know this is my nose but I'm (laughs) you know it's like but it allows me to really he allows me to slow down yes and and three girls 
like, oh my, I, I. And I wanted all boys because the universe knows what, because I wanted to still be. God knows what you want. God knows what, God knows what you need. Exactly. I'm like, I can rough house them. I ain't got to be doing all this huggy, girly shit. I ain't got to do none of that. See, and then before that, you wouldn't have to do it, but my child, he's so damn affectionate. Yep. Girl, universe like, hold my beer. There you go. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, so I do have a question for you yeah. and we'll like wrap up. Is that pole dancing mm-hmm. after babies? You didn't know what it was like before. So like I, I pole dance before, you know, having a baby and then coming back to it. And I was like, oh my God, you have to be really strong to do this because I felt like I was just starting from the bottom. But, you know, you have, we all have like the mom body thing. And like, did you, was it hard to, how did, how, like, just tell me the things like. So this is interesting. So prior to kids, like I've had a, like I said, a weird relationship um prior to kids I was all about the waist you know I was the smallest I ever was wow. I have struggled with an eating disorder even through pregnancy wow. I have had bulimia like I was pregnant and growing up you know wow. that's that's how distorted my relationship was with my body so after my kids I snapped back pretty quickly because I forced it right I forced myself to do it like I was doing all of the things the laxatives everything else the fact that I was able to nurse this is how my oldest weaned my milk turned to dust because I started fasting when she was 14 months. And she was like, ain't no milk in these titties. I'm like, oh damn, my, oh my, my bad. Gosh. I didn't even, it didn't even click to me because I had her when I was 27, I believe, that me fasting would affect my milk. I didn't even think of her. I was thinking of, oh, I need to get skinny again. Oh, this, I'm fat. Oh, ooh, I don't like this. What's the quickest way to get rid of this? Wow. Did you, did you, looking back, did you have, do you have like guilt about that? Like, and did you, did you (sighs) over the guilt? At one point I did, but I have so much compassion for who I was back then because, whoa, child. God, that's so beautiful. I have so much compassion because I remember like, yes, we have to, we have to have compassion. Like I, I was the chick who was sucking in my stomach. What about that? Yeah, compassion. Like who were you and what was your mindset that you were willing to do those things? What was going on, babe? Wow. You know? Wow. I didn't even enjoy sex and I was sucking in my stomach. Like, ooh, he- What? He, girl. Oh my goodness. Great. I was sucking my stomach. Like, ooh, don't touch me right there. Mm-mm. I'm like, ooh, now, girl, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Yeah. So when did you say, when did you start to embrace your body? I'm still embracing, like just real talk. I think I finally, I got therapy, first of all. And everyone ain't good because I've had a couple of shitty ones. So mm-hmm. there's that as well. But I got to, I was in a space where the therapist at the time was very much allowing me to just be. I, she just held the space. And I just got all of the shit out, you know? And I divorced my ex-husband. So <laughs> that too. That, that part. And I, be, I just began to cultivate a relationship. Like me now, like I call my body baby girl. Because that changes the language. Right. You yes. know, because it's like, you can, I can't be like, oh, baby girl, you fucked up. I'm like, that don't even sound right. Like, I can't, 
Talk to you your know? body like you would talk to a friend. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But um, yeah, I just really wanted to model because I have three girls. I had to be careful with my language. If mommy's always talking about she's on a diet, because I remember my mom always was on a diet, eating Same. a damn boiled egg and a piece of dry ass bread. And I'm like, Same. I don't want to replicate. And they didn't even realize that it carried on to us. Not, not a clue. They never realized that it carried to us. Because I remember, I remember seeing the slim, slim fast and I remember mm-hmm. seeing, you know, the diet on the refrigerator and saying she always was like, oh, this belly. Oh, I got to get rid of this. Oh, 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 yes. all the time. And they don't even realize that they're saying it and it's, it's, we hear it. Yes. And our biggest influences are our parents and especially girls are our mothers growing up. So yes. of course I didn't like my stomach. Mm-hmm. Of course. That part. You know, and, and it's true to like speak love into your body so that your children can hear it and they will understand what it's like to speak love into their bodies. Yeah. Cause we're their biggest role models. Yeah. Yeah. So it started with me doing it for them. I wasn't even doing it for myself at first. I'm like, well, you gotta be mindful of how you say it because if you say it like this out loud, they don't think this. So I might've been having the thoughts internally, <laughs> but I wouldn't allow myself to say them out loud. And eventually I began to embody what I was projecting to them. Mm. Like, let's not fake it. Like, this is the, I don't like this fake shit. So how can I make this real for me? And mm. Paul was one of those things. Let me be uncomfortable. Let me, let me go in there with some booty ass shorts and my stomach out. And, and I'm in a class where we all like, girl, ooh, I love them shorts. Ooh, your booty do it. So, <laughs> so that's that, the thing about the pool community. Yes. <laughs> you know, so I, I was uncomfortable. That's how I started. Wow. And now, Paul is. Now I'm strong. I could climb the top of Paul. I'm like, look at me. <laughs> you know, look at me pranking, bitch. I couldn't do this for you, God. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a different, it's a different animal. It's a different ball game. And I'm like, that just makes me makes me very happy that you I love it are able to to do the switch and yeah it just makes a difference mm-hmm. I got a pole in my basement like they know how much I love pole that's what I got for my mother's day gift be like I'm gonna put a pole in the basement that was my mother's day gift <laughs> and he ain't never had no show he was like you gonna show me what you did hell no I'm about to look at this video I'll be like oh girl you did good that oh next time you need to point your toes this ain't for you boo <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, so it's time for the get them goals. And mm. the get them goal is a goal that the guest gives the listeners to follow for the mm. week. And then hopefully that get them goal turns into a life goal for them. So mm. what is something that you want to tell the listeners to as a goal that they will turn into a lifestyle goal? Ooh, I love that. You know, the therapists and me come out now like, ooh, okay. So my get them goal is to begin having a conversation with your inner child. Mm. Begin having a conversation with that inner little girl and ask her, one of the first things I want you to ask her is what delights her? I'm doing, I'm going to do this today. What delights her? Oh my God. Yeah. That is so beautiful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my God, that's so 
perfect. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because that from there starts the mm-hmm. it yep. starts that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I would say to my teenage self. Girl. <laughs> I'm like, what was she doing? Like, oh, she was a mask. She was a mask. <laughs> okay all right oh my god this has been monumentally amazing i'm so so glad that we got to talk and i'm so glad that you got to ask me questions too yes, that was i'm amazing. here for it i'm here for it um can you tell everybody where they can find you and all the things all the spaces and the places that they can find you Yes, you can find me on Instagram, underscore Mind Your Mental. You can find me on Facebook, Mind Your Mental with Linda Renee. You can find me everywhere. Mind Your Mental is where I'm at. MindYourMental.net is my website. Got it. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, I'm, I, I, sent a, I sent a retreat brewing for you. I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to like put it into the universe for you. I like sent something something coming your way that we can talk about sexual healing and trauma and 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 find who we are and who we are supposed to be i love it yeah i i receive yes 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 all right guys so until next time be courageous be sexy be strong and i will holler at you later bye bye Fam, i am dying to know have you joined black girls poll connect yet Question mark, question mark. Okay, guys, for years, I've listened to this community say that they wanted more opportunities to connect with other BGPers outside of retreats and events. And now we've finally created a space just for us, no matter where you are located. And you guys, we have packed this platform full of content from monthly webinars with BGP favorites and experts beyond the industry to virtual community meetups, discounts from the Connect BGP partners, Spotify playlists, first access to all the retreats, private Facebook group, blogs, and so much more. Head over to blackgirlspool.com, click BGP Connect in our navigation to sign up right now. There are monthly and yearly plans available. How's that sound? Maybe? Yes, you're signing up, you're going over? Okay, okay, cool.